Welcome to the S&M experience. If you uh, are still listening after that, you have to know. Also, if you clicked on it, it'll say, It's our Canada special, special bonus episode. Yeah. Coming hot and fresh on Canada Day. And now. Canada Day. And now for the French version. Oh, fuck. This whole episode will be done both <laughs> in English and in French. Could you imagine? Oh, boy. <laughs> Je suis. De terre. Écoutez <laughs> les écoles, la bibliothèque. I'm gonna try it. So, I am potato. <laughs> Listen <laughs> to the school. Uh huh. Uh huh. The library. Now the <laughs> That's actually the lyrics too. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah. I didn't know it was so different. The translator. Uh, they were faking it till they make it, kind of, kind of person. Nice. Um, hey guys, I'm, I'm welcome to the show. I'm your host for this uh, lovely episode. I'm Stephen T. Holmes, um, and joined by uh, you guys. You heard them talking already. You heard that beautiful rendition of our uh, wonderful Canadian national anthem. Um, joined by, of course, Jennifer Pepper. Booyah. And Matthew Miner. Bonjour, mes amis. In other Whoa. words, your best friends. Yeah. Me, mon ami, best. <laughs> Mayor? Is it Mayor? Something like that? I only took French till grade nine. Très bien, ami. Oui, oui. Um, if you're, you're maybe thinking, hey, don't, doesn't your Canada special usually come out in like October? Yes. In the past, <laughs> our intern, Dwayne, uh, very busy man would get behind on things but Dwayne we finally had an ultimatum where we uh, told him it was us or his family slash five other jobs and we won (laughs) (laughs) yeah it really helps me threaten people yeah Um, so yeah Dwayne's been working overtime he's been uh, getting the shit out on time so yeah we're uh, we're back on track I thought we were gonna officially refer to it as the negotiation with Dwayne you know, it, it just has a nicer ring to it. Yes. I apologize. It will here, henceforth, be known as the negotiation. I'm sorry. It's a candidate special. We have to say sorry. There's going to be a sorry counter. Haha. <laughs> We're up to, like, three already. 
Sorry, I shouldn't have interrupted you. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I'm sorry. Don't worry about it. No, I'm sorry, eh? Jennifer, no, I'm sorry. If you're listening to the podcast, you have to take a shot of maple syrup every time we say sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Guys, I got a question for you guys. Mm -hmm. If you could prank anyone in history Mm -hmm. with a whoopee cushion, who would it be? So my first... Coming to you. My first instinct is someone who's done a famous address to people. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe Lincoln, like he did the Gettysburg Address. Not too yep. familiar with it, but wouldn't it be super funny? If four let, score? Yeah, four one? score and ten years ago, something like that. And Seven. and a whoopee cushion went off like right after that bit. <laughs> and so you kind of got to include it in all the in all the transcripts, just like four scores and, and ten years ago, one. in brackets, rips giant fart. <laughs> and, on. and everyone has to always do that part, but it's a very solemn thing. Um, so it would be very fun to hear politicians today reference yeah. it quote it speak it and include the fire part because that's important you yeah. can't change his what he did jennifer do you have a, mm. a historical figure you would uh, does it have to be a historical figure and historical? i mean anyone from in history it could be anyone um well so i just watched uh on friday the, the royal albert hall put on youtube like a performance of phantom of the opera and uh, it was very good. It was very serious. Hey, Steve, what did you watch on Friday night? Anything sophisticated? Um, <laughs> I did last night watch the very fantastically terrible movie, Vampire Academy. So, yeah, Jennifer, <laughs> I know about class. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think it'd be pretty funny if, like, at a moment when you're supposed to feel pretty sorry for this phantom guy... <laughs> Where, like, he sings the song where it's, like, all I ask of you, and it's, like, this, like, love song. And then he sits down at his organ and just rips apart, and it's, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, that would just be pretty weird. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's not a lot of laughs in that musical, so. <laughs> no. I think, uh, I think it would be funny. It'd be it very could use a mem- laugh or two. Yeah, it'd be very memorable, because there's not, as I was watching it, I was, like, mm, nobody, nobody laughs at this. Maybe they should. How about you, Steve? Uh, I think I would prank uh, Beethoven. Nice. Because, like, at like a big performance of his, because mm-hmm. he can't hear it. Right. So he's gonna sit down. It's gonna be this huge fart. The crowd's gonna start laughing. He's gonna be like playing, like da 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 da, and then he's gonna look, and everyone's gonna be like. <laughs> and he's not even going to hear that he's just going to see them like kind of laughing up and mm-hmm. down and he's either just going to he's going to not notice mm-hmm. and everyone's going to call his new symphony the fart symphony <laughs> or he's just going to think his music's garbage and he's going to kill himself nice Yikes! it would be nice to have a present where we have less Beethoven <laughs> yeah although I hope that doesn't rob us of those delightful dog movies yeah, that's true. You know what? I'm going to change. I'm going to prank that dog. <laughs> he doesn't fart enough. No. Um, I think this all really progresses nicely into the theme of this episode, speaking moistly. I think uh, I've been speaking moistly from my butt. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, you guys want to go to the writer's room? Absolutely. Writer's room. Writer's room. Writer's room. Go around, lads. It's time for the writer's room. Kawabanga. What, uh, what's this about, Stephen? Okay, so yeah, we got a new script. <laughs> we have a real tangent going on today. Mm-hmm. Real of, theme. Of farts. But it's like, or, it's like farts cannot, canadien. <laughs> yeah, we, we. We. Le, le flat, flat, well, I don't want to jump the gun on our facts section. Yeah. But farts were invented in Canada. Oh. Huh. Before everyone was just super bloated. Yeah. Stomach pains yeah. galore. <laughs> um, so today, yeah, with the uh, theme of that, uh, this is a script I wrote. Very dumb, I will say, right off the bat. Don't expect some Shakespeare here, guys. This is called Fart Sandwich. <laughs> We're in a conference room. You know, business style. Ted, Lisa, and Gordon are talking business. All right. Let's talk numbers. Five. Six fifteen. Seven forty. Ten forty-five. Lisa leans back, impressed with herself. Yes. Our clocks will have all those numbers. Pretty impressive, right? Lisa and Gordon smile and nod to each other. They agree. There's a knock at the door, and intern Pete enters with lunch orders. All right, I've got lunch orders here. Pete starts pulling out styrofoam containers. All right, uh, chicken club? Yep. Ted takes his lunch. Uh, turkey BLT wrap? Right here. Lisa takes her lunch. Four grilled cheese sandwiches? Me. Gordon hungrily grabs his lunch. A beet salad? Oh, that's also me. Ted grabs a salad. And a fart sandwich? <laughs> Ted, Lisa, and Gordon exchange glances and stifle laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> I, got, I got a fart sandwich? Who ordered the fart sandwich? Um, fart sandwich. I got a fart sandwich here. Can you guys still hear me? Fart Sandwich. Yeah, we can hear you. Bart sandwich. I think someone might have been pulling your leg. You shouldn't do that. You can pull it right off. Look, uh, we all have what we ordered, right? Pete pulls out a paper. I've got it all written here. Chicken club, beet salad, turkey BLT wrap, four grilled cheese, fart sandwich. <laughs> Ted, Lisa, and Gordon look at each other, unsure what to do. Okay, if you're embarrassed about it, I'll just leave the sandwich on the table, and I'll turn around, and you can just grab the sandwich while I'm not looking. Pete puts the sandwich on the table and turns around. Nobody's going for it. Pete spins around and slaps a grilled cheese out of Gordon's hand. Who ordered the goddamn Bart sandwich? This sandwich cost me 26 goddamn dollars. Bart sandwich? They all trade glances. They have no idea what to do. Do I have to waterboard somebody? Pete pulls a towel and a bottle of water out from his pants. Jesus, no. Look, nobody ordered the sandwich. Pete presses the piece of paper to Ted's face. Then what the fuck is this? Who ordered the $37 goddamn fart sandwich? I thought it was $26. Pete slaps another grilled cheese from Gordon's hand. He calmly takes a couple of steps back. Huh. Let me guess. You all think this is my fault. The new dipshit intern screws up again. Nuh-uh. 
Someone ordered a fried sandwich. Pete pulls a gun from his waistband and points it at the other three, who cower in fear. Who ordered the fart sandwich? Oh, God, please don't. It was probably Lisa. She's constantly ripping toots and bragging about it. That was one time. It was a good one. A real pants shredder. I couldn't sit down for a week. You'd probably sit down for a nice fart sandwich. Oh, fuck you. You probably ordered it. Lisa pulls a gun of her own and points it at Ted. He responds by pulling his own gun. Ted, Lisa, and Pete alternate aiming at each other. It was probably... Lisa smacks another grilled cheese out of Gordon's hand. He pulls his gun. The four stand in a four-way standoff, yelling, who ordered the fart sandwich, or just yelling, fart sandwich. (laughs) Bill casually walks in. The four quickly hide their guns behind their backs. Bill takes a seat at the table. Ooh, lunch is here. Fart. Fart sandwich? Yeah, that's me. Come to Papa. Oh, we forgot about Bill. Oh, right, Bill. Pete stares down Ted and Lisa, knowing he was in the right. He walks out of the room. Bill cracks open his container and the others react. It seems like it smells horrible. Oh. Oh, God. It smells so good. And And scene. scene. (laughs) I like that one. The whole time, I was like, wow, this is, like, intense and also, like, all... Like, was it five pages? I don't know. I like Probably. I liked it a lot. It's a very tense scene. Very, very like the, that scene in Reservoir Dogs when they're all doing the Mexican standoff. Yeah. Very tense. What was the inspiration, Steve? Um, I was at uh, work and uh, someone ordered a fart sandwich. Nice. And uh, wouldn't cop to it. And, um, it was me. Do you just have to throw out a fart sandwich if no one eats it? You 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 usually usually they'll double wrap a fart sandwich because they know that'll happen. Mm-hmm. So it'll get tossed in the dumpster, and then once everyone kind of goes back to work, you can just kind of calmly you kind of calmly be like, "Oh, I gotta throw out all these papers," and then you go over to the garbage and you put the papers in and you take out the fart sandwich, and then you go eat it alone in the bathroom on the toilet. I was gonna say because it's 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 a horrible thing to waste a fart. Yeah. <laughs> Which story f- famous historical figure said that again? Oh, that was uh, Napoleon, right? I think so. Yeah. Before Napoleon. the Battle of Waterloo. Yeah. That's what the whole battle was about. Yeah, that's right. They kept wasting their farts. Yeah, and they're like, you can't, you can't do that. We just imported these from Canada, and they're very, very valuable. <laughs> Pictures, bitches. Let's all go to the lobby. All right, so we're gonna pitch a movie. Next great movie here. Um, so we've got uh, a couple here we're thinking about doing, maybe combining. Uh, one thing we've surprisingly haven't done here yet, um, from what we can remember, is a sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. However, also it being Canada Day, um, what says Canada more than? A nice maritime drama. Mm. So maybe uh, we'll do one or the other or combine the two into one magical movie. So we, I think we, we all kind of know sci-fi. Oh, I the, love it. The, the parts of that. Spaceships, space, aliens, Science. lasers. Yeah. Yeah. Fiction. So let's talk about what is in maritime. What does that bring to mind? Log cabins. Cold winters. 
Mm-hmm. No electricity? Dads that Canadian moms have crushes on. Kerosene. Yeah, on like uh, on, on the prairie shows that are on CBC. That's like, prairie. That's not maritime. That's the wrong side of the country. Whoops. Okay. I God totally misunderstood the question. We're <laughs> talking kerosene lanterns. East Coast. Yeah, the log East cabin thing really cabin. confused so, me. Like, uh, they... fish. Hey. Yeah, fish. That's lobsters. Yeah, lobsters. The blue nose. Yes. People who talk really Canadian. What if the blue nose was an alien spaceship? So it's like a modern... So in the... Is this in the future, or are we talking, it, it actually was an alien spaceship, but that's why it's so fast. Yeah. I really don't know much about the Maritimes, I'm realizing. Okay, what Let's if we just roll with lobsters in space? Yeah. <laughs> space lobsters. Space lobsters. Yeah, that's where my head was going, too. Great, Space Lobster. That's Great. the title okay. of the movie. We start with the title, which yeah. is how all good movies are made. Space Lobster. Space Lobsters. Um... What if they're in a fight with the, the space crabs? So it's like a crab versus lobster battle in space. Into it. And the Earth, who is unaware that, that the universe is dominated by space lobsters and space crabs, suddenly mm. gains awareness uh, that there is these elements fighting and that they're in the very center of the battlefield. What do we do about it? We put out little wooden traps. Nice. I like it. We send up Bruce Willis and his crew of maritime boys... <coughs> I think the soundtrack has to be done by the Bare Naked Ladies. Oh, that'd be good. Absolutely. They make the soundtrack. If I had a million lobster traps. <laughs> it could just have been lobsters. It's been one week since the lobsters attacked. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. What if, what if we find out the Halifax explosion mm-hmm. was caused by space lobsters? Oh, absolutely it was, yeah. There's all these events in history that we find out through the course of the movie were actually caused by space lobsters. Like the, mm-hmm. the space lobsters built the pyramids. Um, Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was like a it's like a century outpost mm-hmm. uh, to keep track of what the space crabs are up to. So wait, what year? What year is the movie set in? It takes place, let's think like Transformers, where it takes place in the present, mm-hmm. but you find out historical things. Yeah. Okay. We're all space, space lobsters. So who's our leading to? Who, who's casting this? Do you want to go Transformers and have like some younger, hot Canadian teens stumble upon it? Mm, I don't know. Do you, do you want to put like Alanis Morissette in it? Yeah, what's she been up to? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But she'd yeah. be cool. Very Alanis? Cool. Thank you, aliens. <laughs> Thank you, lobsters. <laughs> Can we also quickly go through some more historical events that the lobsters influenced? Okay. Um, yeah. So I think, like, uh, when Franz Ferdinand was shot, that it kind of instigated World War yeah. One. We actually show uh, it's just a lobster with a gun. Um, I'm thinking when the Titanic sinks, mm-hmm. it wasn't an iceberg, it was a space lobster. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. The fall of Rome was simply caused by space lobsters. Um, when John Travolta couldn't pronounce uh, Adele and, and Dina Menzel's name, space lobsters messed with the teleprompter. Yeah. <laughs> when uh, the Beatles were on the Ed Sullivan show, 
if you zoomed out the camera a little bit wider, there's like a space lobster just like doing some music. That's why they sound so good. Yeah. Oh. They actually but just relied on space lobster for all the tunes. In the movie then, it's present day and what are the lobsters doing? Are they threatening? Are they what's happening? So in so in this battle between space lobsters and space crabs, mm-hmm. yep. are one of them good guys and one of them bad guys? I I, I think the the crabs should be the bad guys. And the yeah. lobsters I mean, are the right good guys. Yeah. Right in the name. And humans, we kind of align with the space lobsters to try to help them out. Um, yeah. Because despite sinking the Titanic, they've done a lot of good for us over time. Like, they right. built the pyramids. Um, All technology, as we know, comes from space lobsters. Yeah, they're like, how did the internet get invented? They're like, oh, right, space lobsters. Space lobsters. So we're not, we don't want lobster traps. We want crab traps, which I assume are very different. I think they're the most different. Um, so we can make use of the idea that crabs only go side to side and not front to back. So that's their yeah. big weakness. Like that's a key insight that the humans have that maybe lobsters just never really figured out. Can we have uh, to voice the the lead space lobster? Mm-hmm. I was gonna ask about this. Seth Rogen. Yes. Can We've we... been talking about this recently. Do you guys want to do a scene? Maybe we could have a meeting between the head space lobster and. Uh, the person, the, the, our protagonist, our human, and they're meeting, yeah. discussing uh, the battle ahead. Or maybe, is this the first time that they're, the space lobsters are revealing themselves to maybe, the humans? Yeah. They're, they're kind of giving me that point of exposition where they explain throughout time how they've influenced human activity, and now we need your help. Oh, to fight the, the crabs. Yeah. Space crabs. Space crabs. Uh, we should probably come up with a different name than space crabs. Maybe like um, dark matter crabs or something. Cyber crabs. Cyber, Cyber crabs. crabs. Yeah. Yeah. Cyber crabs are what uh, the Terminator got after he went to that <laughs> whorehouse. All right, so let's do this exposition scene. <laughs> Moving on. The head lobster, who is named uh, Claus. 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 Yes. Pinchy. Yeah. Lieutenant Pinchy. Sir Pinchy Klaus. Voiced by Seth Rogen. Jen, do you think you could do your Seth Rogen impression? <laughs> <laughs> and who can be the young upstart? Do we have a young up, uh, Canadian who's really about to take off? Finn Wolfhard's from uh, Vancouver. Who? From Stranger Things. Which one's he? Mikey. Oh, yeah? Is he the one with the <laughs> Is he the one with the curly hair? No, he's Eleven's boyfriend. Oh, you know what? A coworker of mine said that they saw him in the elevator of our building. Yeah. Whoa. He's from Vancouver, I suppose, so that would make sense. But yeah. Anyway. I wish the curly guy, curly haired guy, no teeth was from Vancouver instead. Gatton Matarazzo? That guy's great. That guy's great. He, he just lights me up with happiness every time I see him. All right, so um, let's do this scene. So, do you want to. We voice... also need his mom in the scene. Yeah, definitely. Um, Who could be Alanis Morissette? Yeah, Alanis Morissette. Uh, what are some Alanis Morissette songs again? Ironic. All oh, right, yeah. Um, thank you. That can just be her only lines of dialogue or names <laughs> of her songs. Yeah. You live, you learn, you lobsters, you learn, you fight crabs, you learn. So, Steve, do you think you could voice Mikey from Stranger Things? Sure. All right, let's do this scene. And 
begin. Whoa! Ah! Please don't kill me! <laughs> this kid from Earth. Listen! Listen! Who are you, Mikey? You gotta come back here! How do you know my name? Because us space officers, we know everything, man! This a space lobster? Yeah, what do I look like to you? <laughs> a regular lobster? No! Well, yeah, but I'm from space. Okay. So, uh, anyway, uh, we've been messing with your ship for a long time, but uh, we need your help. You've been, what, messing with my ship? Well, like, not you, but like collective you, like human shit. Uh, but we've done a lot of good. Um, like all throughout time, you've been manipulating things? Yes, almost everything you can imagine. The pyramids? Actually, yes. The Titanic? Hundo percent. Not the murder of Franz Ferdinand. Actually, almost no, but yes. Oh, whoa, that's the whole reason World War One started. That is correct, but... Uh, Are you my dad? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Mikey, come for supper. Uh, one minute, Mom. I'm just, uh... Taking out the garbage still. Are you masturbating again? No, Mom. I don't even know what a wiener looks like. It's healthy. Don't worry. <laughs> Stop trying to get me to masturbate, Mom. Anyway, Mikey, we need your help. It's imminent. What's imminent? The crabs. The, the, the no. cyber No, what crabs. does imminent mean? I'm a little boy. You are dumb as Fuck, imminent means right away. Okay, what happens right away? Disaster if you're not with us. What's the danger? How can I help? I'm only a 12-year-old boy. Well, we're going to need you to convince world leaders of armies that... You came to the wrong guy. <laughs> I can I'm see 12. that now. I don't know how to get a meeting. You don't even know how to masturbate, buddy. I'm 12. Well, we need your help. You have to come. Mr. Lobster. You have to come to space. Will you show me how to masturbate? If there's time at the end of the movie. All right. After the credits roll. <laughs> yeah. That's the scene at the end. But for now, you need to come to space to fight cyber crabs. Okay. <laughs> why did you want me to tell my leaders? What? I'll just, I'll just come to space with you. Yeah, yeah, you gotta tell them that we're good, because they're gonna think all the bad things that we did, and uh, it could get a little messed up. Just to be, did the evil crabs, did they do anything bad to our history? Uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. They, uh, they, uh, they introduced the monarchy in England. Oh, that's been pretty good for them, actually. No, no, these guys are bad. You're coming with us. Okay. Here, here's a, here's a jelly donut. Oh, <laughs> I want a chunky one. <laughs> All right, and uh, I think that might be the scene. I think so. Yeah, All right. Yeah, it feels right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that movie has a lot of legs. Nailed it. Just like lobsters. <laughs> <laughs> it's the next franchise. Harry Potter, Fast and Furious, Twilight, Spider-Man, Fred's Toast. All right, now we're going to do a 
completely different thing that mm-hmm. is not at all similar to the last thing we just mm-hmm. did. It's the next franchise. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is where we take an existing thing or property and we turn it into a huge new franchise. Mm-hmm. And Matt, you got something real interesting here. Yeah, I read up on the whoopee cushion because I was curious about its origins. And first of all, I love Wikipedia's description of what it is, in case you didn't know what a whoopee cushion was, because it's the most uh, boring way to say what this wonderful device is. It is a practical joke device involving flatulence humor. Like, who wrote that dead sentence? Wow. (laughs) Here's a little fact about the whoopee cushion and why it's in this particular Canada special. It was invented in the 1920s by J.E.M. Rubber Company of Toronto. Uh, the owner approached S.S. Adams Co. That's a, they make like practical jokes, I understand. And the owner of S.S. Adams, Mr. Adams, I believe, said it was too vulgar and would never sell. What a dipshit. What an idiot. How could you bring a balloon that farts to someone and they're like, no one's going to want this. Like, that's crazy to me. Sounds like, like you just that. have to use a word because you want to. Like, this is unbelievable. Sounds like he's got farts for brains. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it could be an interesting, like, do the sort of um, biopic style, like, about, you know, mm-hmm. there's a Ray Kroc movie. A that's... man that is full of regrets and farts. <laughs> yeah, that could be an interesting way to approach it. Oh, you're talking about doing it about that. I was going to do it about the guy that did it. Who actually invented it, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it's more a story about him and, like, trying to take it to all these companies that don't want to do it because it's too vulgar and he's trying to prove that it's normal. Yeah. Maybe he can't fart. <laughs> we can just add all kinds of uh, yeah. I'm into it. things to this. He can't fart. He liberates the fart. There's all this. It's kind of like a like a social change kind of movie. He brings a social change. Like, it's okay to fart. Yeah. Before then, everyone was just holding in their toots all the time. And... Yeah, people are dying en masse. So the whoopee cushion was never actually a practical joke device, as Wikipedia calls it. It was actually just a... Change the world. Yeah. There's no joke in it at all. You know how in these, like, kind of king-speechy movies, the inventor has a moment where they're, they're like a regular, normal person, but then, like, the heat of things just makes them so angry. And then they have, like, a temper tantrum in a place that is inappropriate. So, like... He's with all these people, and he's the inventor showing off what he has, and he's like, this is the whoopee cushion. And they're all like, oh. And then he shows them, and then all of them are like, they react to it, but they all say what it does, but they say it in the Wikipedia style. <laughs> so they say, like, what was it again? <laughs> A practical joke device involving fletchless humor. Yeah, and they all have an <clears throat> equally bad way of expressing what it is. And then he gets so angry and he's like, no, wrong, fart, it farts, it's a fart machine. And he just like gets so angry and has a temper tantrum in this big like opulent hall. And Mm. at the end he's just yelling farts, 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 like so angry. (laughs) Do you think we could get Whoopi Goldberg? (laughs) What? (laughs) Just as an actress. Oh, I see. Just to pop in there. Yeah, just to pop in, just like. Just to confuse people. <laughs> what about we cast a Canadian? Yeah, we need to cast more Canadians. Um, oh, yes. Who's that Victor very... Garber. Ryan Reynolds. Who's that uh, Christopher Plummer? 
That's costume. Plumber would be great. Oh, yeah. But he's very, very old. He is, doesn't he? He's still in movies. I yeah. know, but isn't isn't this a young inventor? He's still got it. Uh, maybe, okay, maybe we can start. The first scene could be him as an old person reminiscing about We could his... Citizen Kane it. Yeah, exactly. So Christopher Plummer <laughs> is in it as the old inventor. <laughs> he's dying. He, he says, drops a movie cushion out of his hand. <laughs> he says, toot butts. <laughs> Like, what does that mean? Two he thoughts. convinces, like, a, a, a nurse to, like, sit on his bed with him <laughs> and, like, slides it under and she farts. And then they go, oh, 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 oh. like, lots and of... And then his, like, son's watching. He's like, it wasn't always like this. <laughs> yes, that's our first scene. Another title for the movie could be Citizen Farts. <laughs> Like what that. if we call it Tootsie? <laughs> <laughs> and Dustin Hoffman plays his mother. <laughs> All right, so Christopher Plummer's a shoe in for sure. Yeah. yeah Who could in, play the young version though? Uh, I said Ryan Reynolds earlier, but he's not—he's not gonna be suited for this role. He has to no. wear like a waistcoat. What about Ryan uh, Gosling? Yeah, he could do it. Yeah, the guys could play good, like Tesla style inventor. Yep, yep. Ooh, who's a good up and coming? Because he does that whole like laugh. He's known for that little like. <laughs> what? He is. Ryan Gosling. Yeah, he's like he. There's a whole GIF series of him like laughing. You okay. know, he's a laugher. Yeah. I was gonna say Rachel McAdams could be in this too, but I don't know if that's too notebooky. Yeah, that's true. Well, they could reconvene as the... I mean, that's who people want to see together. So why not have them yeah. as the, the power part couple? And I guess we could just reuse some footage from the notebook, too, and just uh, save some money. it. Yeah. yeah. When they're, like, younger, and then they get older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If so, like, fart, on their I'll first... Oh, There's that scene where she's like, he's like, tell me what you want, just tell me what you want. And she's like, I just want people to laugh at your fart balloon. <laughs> And maybe on their first date together, it could be like that one where they like lie in the street and then uh, yes. they're laughing, but they're really just laughing because they're both ripping them. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. There's that scene where they're frolicking in the water and they're like, if you're a fart balloon, I'm a fart balloon. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we just recut the notebook to be about... <laughs> I think it's gonna be the I next. I made you sit on a fart whoopee cushion every day for a year. <laughs> I bet that's gonna be the next big trend in Hollywood is to take old movies, recut them, uh, and just pass up as new movies. You yeah. know, we did superheroes, we did comic book movies. And now, now it's recut movies. We're now we're revisiting the films of 2004. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Matt, do you wanna step into the elevator? Do the old pitch for this? <clears throat> yes, absolutely. Oh, I'm just gonna get on this elevator. I don't see anyone. Oh, else, please, please uh, hold the please hold the door. Oh, better hold the door. Yep. Yeah, hey, hello. Um, hello, Mr. Twentieth Century Fox. How are you? I'm good. Uh, so I have a movie to pitch you, if you don't mind, before you go to your big meeting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course, please. Um, if I may ask you, sir, what do you think is the most profound invention of the twentieth century? Hmm. I have an answer the for car? you. Oh. It's the, the internet. The 
The whoopee cushion. Whoopee cushion. The whoopee cushion. Now that you mention it, I do agree. Mm-hmm. Now imagine before the whoopee cushion invented. As we, I met my wife because of a whoopee cushion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I sat down too hard on it and it got stuck up my butt. <laughs> she was a nurse working. Did she remove it or is it still in there? They couldn't remove it. Yeah, no, that's a common problem. <laughs> yeah. They should really put the warning labels on whoopee cushions. Um, Don't sit down too hard. Yeah. It'll slide right up there. But, but I digress. What if we made a movie about the inventor of the whoopee uh-huh. cushion? You mean... No, oh, I guess we didn't write it then. <laughs> no, we, we, we didn't. That's fine. Uh, but I, and I realize that you don't have any money now to make big expensive movies. So what Disney if bought me out. Yeah, and we all know Disney has you know, no dollars. So uh, what if we just take The Notebook, recut it... My favorite movie. Everyone's favorite movie. Unless you're, unless you're 16 years you're younger, in which case you've right, never seen Right, because they it. haven't seen it yet. No. You can't watch a movie that came out the day you were born. No. If you, if you weren't born when the movie was made, you can't see it. Like, no. It's, no. Why would you want to do that? Like, I was really confused in Indiana Jones 4 because I hadn't seen the previous three. Oh, you must be a youngster. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you... So, we've recut the notebook... With just a whole bunch of, we just ADR all their lines to talk uh-huh. about their their wonderful society changing invention. That talk about how so many people don't have to die anymore because they're not holding farting because it's socially acceptable. Because when you use a whoopee cushion, it's just funny and not horrific. Mm-hmm. I remember my grandfather died from holding in a fart. Yep. So many, so many, so many. Exploded men. at Thanksgiving dinner. Yep. Uh, so what do you think? I think the movie probably only costs like an intern and a couple of weeks to recut that sucker. Yeah, I'll do Ryan Gosling's voice. Great, great. And I know someone who can do Rachel McAdams' voice. Is it Rachel McAdams? It's actually me. I, I need this. I really need this so badly. Okay, that's fine. I'm in. Yeah. Uh, enjoy your meeting at Disney, Mr. 20th Century Fox. Thanks. Brum, bump, brum, bump. Sorry, that's my phone. <laughs> we better hurry. Someone's going to recut failure to launch into a movie about NASA. <laughs> Hello, this is Peter Manfredge, broadcasting live. The reason your wife tunes in at 6 p.m. sharp every day to the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation's 6 o'clock update with Peter Manfredge is because of myself, Peter Manfredge. Now, if you want to be more like Peter Manfredge and get your wife hog wild, then I have something for you. It is Newsworthy, the new fragrance for myself, Peter Mansbridge. Now, what scientists at the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation manages to do is to squeeze out my essence from my lips and my pits. The scent is derived from my pheromones, where you'll find a unique blend of cedar, newsprint, 
a smoked ham, and gravitas. Newsworthy, the new fragrance from Peter Mandridge. Wear it tonight at 6 p.m. All right, guys, I think we're winding down, but I think, uh, you know, one thing we usually do on Canada Day is uh, celebrate a little bit about Canada mm-hmm. with some facts. It's nice to educate our listeners. Yeah. Do you know that, uh, unlike most people who are comprised of 70% water, Andrew Shear is made of 70% mayonnaise? Oh. No, that, that actually makes sense when you look at him. Yeah. He's very the other 30% is shit. He's very gloopy. Yeah. And he's disliked by many people. Um, <laughs> did you guys know that Chesterfields are named after the Cheetos mascot? No. Yeah. Chester Cheetah? Yep, Chester Cheetah, yep. Hmm. Did you know that hockey is the only sport where murder is technically legal? Huh. Oh, yeah. I guess just not when it's premeditated. Right. No, even then. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Speaking of hockey, um, did you guys know that the Montreal Canadiens were originally named the Montreal British Commonwealth Slidey Guys? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I did know that. The Slidey Guys. That was that, sounds that was back when it was back when we were really bad at naming things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, did you know that most beavers are skilled in at least one martial art? Huh. Hmm. Most of them are actually skilled in two or more. Really? Yeah, that's where the old expression "Don't fuck with the beaver" comes from. <laughs> Uh, did you guys know that the main exports of moose jaw are neither moose nor jaws? What? Huh. No. Yeah. That can't be. Yeah. What is it? What's the... Tambourines. Huh. Huh. Never would have guessed. No, that's really out of left field. Here's a fact. Did you guys know that uh, one of the prerequisites to be accepted into any Canadian university is that you've watched at least... Two seasons of Degrassi. Oh, I did know that because I yeah. had to go. Th- they yeah. asked me. They quizzed me. It was very difficult. Oh yeah. Luckily, I forgot you guys went to school. Yeah, I'd seen the first. Um, first. You watched the original. Yeah, original with Spike. And oh yeah. She's always angry at things. She had cool hair though. Yeah, she's the one that gets pregnant, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you're right. I watched um, some of the Drake ones. Okay, right on. Where Jay Drake gets pregnant. Jimmy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what happens to his character. <laughs> um, did you know that Tim Horton originally wanted all Tim Hortons to include a drink and drive through? Oh. Yeah. He was an alcoholic. That? Yeah. Uh, did you know that the famous Sudbury nickel is actually made of chocolate? Oh. Yeah. It's just covered. Oh. That's why whenever it rains, it just looks like there's like rivers of shit. Uh, They have to rebuild it every time it rains. I thought it was the same one every time. Okay, got it, got it. Uh, Did you guys know that um, all Canada geese have to pass a strict citizenship quiz? Mm Mm-hmm. I yeah. did not know that. Of course you did. You used to, you used to uh, do the quiz. Yeah, I used to run it you, for a little you bit. Were, you were a geese quizzer. There's so many geese I, I had to... It was really sad. I couldn't allow them like into the country because I failed it. Uh, did you know that Canadian singer-songwriter Avril Lavigne has a line of outhouses called Avril Latrines? 
I did, but it's complicated. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know that if the Prime Minister is removed from office, the next person in line to take over is Ryan Reynolds? No. That's great, though. That does make sense, though. I mean, he's a very responsible person. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? He has a gin company. Mm -hmm. He makes funny commercials. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He speaks moistly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He could speak moistly to me anytime. Me Mm -hmm. too. Matt, you want to know that? Sorry, what's that? You want to know that? Moistly? You want him to speak moistly to you? Oh, please, yeah. I don't think you do, man. I don't believe you. I, I love moistly speaking. You are, you probably want that Yankee wife of his, Blake Lively, to speak moistly to you. Blake Lively is one of those people that I cannot picture what she looks like. What? No? I, I'm sure I've seen her in many things, but like like Blake Lively, like mm. Matt, you mm-hmm. watched every season of Gossip Girl. I love me some Gossip Girl, but her her face just goes blank when I picture her. She's, uh, She's the, the main one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The main gossip. The main gossiper, yeah. Yeah. Always gossiping. <laughs> Alright, that's gonna wrap it up for this episode, this special episode. Happy Canada Day, everybody. It's probably a weird Canada Day. There's probably nothing going on probably not. because of everything happening in the world. But uh hopefully you could uh, listen to this and have some fun. We'll put some fire fireworks sounds in the background of this so yeah, good idea. you feel like it's a celebration. And uh you know, you can uh, follow us uh, on social media. Follow us, uh, like us on Facebook. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at the SMEXP and uh, follow us on Instagram at the SM Experience. And on YouTube, like, uh, subscribe to us. We put out uh, a couple new videos every month. And uh, yeah, we, we like making content for you guys. We love making content because we live in a, a beautiful country like Canada where you can make con- content and, you know, uh, we have a great system for it because the CBC gives money to uh, artists and then the artists go to the beavers and the beavers gives them the wood and then you take the wood and you make a tripod and the tripod gives you uh, a, a stable uh, mount for your camera and then you can make your content and then you can go back to the beavers and say thank you here's a donut and the beaver takes the donut and he goes back into his den and he feeds his family and that's the circle of life in Canada and we thank you for, for, for being a part of that circle and keeping that circle rolling like a rim on a coffee at Tim Hortons. That was beautiful, Stephen. Thanks, guys. That's, that's all I really wanted to, to get out of this. Beautiful words. So nice. I love you guys. But if you do follow us, make sure you keep us at two meters distance. Yeah. Bye-bye, <laughs> uh, uh, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Au revoir. Bienvenue. All right, now we got to do the whole thing in French. Okay. All right, here we go. Bonjour. Bonjour, je m'appelle Stephen Tihons. Avec moi, c'est... Le Matthew Menel. Et Jean-Pépère. Oui, comment ça va? Ça va bien, et toi? Comme ci, comme ça. Ah, non, non.